Welcome to season seven of Franchise Findings. This is your host, Patrick Fundaro. We're gonna continue to interview franchisees of some very large franchise organizations as well as emerging concepts, as well as founders and top professionals in the franchising space. I hope you enjoy our podcast as well as today's episode. Hey, Patrick Fundaro here, co-founder at Vetted Biz. Very excited to have on Yuval Magid, who is the COO of Connect Team. Yuval, thanks for joining today. Hey, Patrick. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So you run a pretty fast emerging HR app in, in the franchise space. Could you tell us a little bit about your company and, and how you entered into to the franchise arena? Yeah, of course. So we were HR is a big part of it, but I'll, I'll if I need to phrase it, it's like a team management app That's um, right. that really help you build strong foundations and scale. And so, you know, you can do there anything from communication of your team, operating them, things like schedule, time tracking, digital forms. You can do a lot of recognition to your team. You can build your training inside the platform. So it's really an all-in-one app to run your business at the end, everything that you need around your employees. And for us, you know, franchising was a natural growth path. We start with a few small franchisees that just, you know, with their entrepreneurship mindset kind of got the thing and just build their business based on it. And we, we just saw a natural growth, you know, from one franchisee moving to the next, moving to the next. And we understood that there is something in there. And today, I think we're in a more mature place where we also understand better, you know, what franchisors need and how we can help franchisees scale. And it really doesn't matter. You know, you can be a single location, you can be a multi-location, you can be a master franchisee, um, or you can be the franchisor. There's always those same elements of team management. We change a little bit along the way but are still extremely relevant. So at the high level, this is what we're trying to bring to the table. And it makes a lot of sense because for the franchisee, the franchisor is handling so much. So the, the branding, the marketing, the franchisee needs to manage a team. Yeah. And there are all those aspects that you can help out with as well as, as client. So if you can handle like half of that, which the team's also managing the client and communication there obviously helps the, the client side. That's huge for, for the franchisee that's already should be getting so much support on other facets of their business from the franchisor. I agree. And I think, you know, when you come to think about it, when you look at the franchisee landscape, at the franchise landscape, you have a lot of different type of verticals, a lot of different types of industries, but a lot of the fundamentals remain the same, right? You have a very strong operational background. You know how to build those processes very, very well. You have a very solid training capability of how you're doing those things really, really well. You have all those different parts of the business that you've built, and then you're scaling them, all the time scaling them. Now, much of it goes through the human factor, through the employees. You know, every multi-unit owner will tell you that the secret to growing well goes through finding those people you can rely on so you can stop being hands-on and start working at the bigger scale. It's always the, the, the most difficult thing is opening your first location. And then the most difficult thing is opening the second. Opening the second is always harder than opening the third because you're no longer there, you know, with your own two hands. It's, it's that time when you need to grow beyond doing everything myself and really building that machine that I can go and expand. And I think we're seeing more and more that the, let's call it the leading franchisees are really good at building that machine at empowering their teams at bringing those right people that can help them take those things that they did on a small scale 
and really expand them onwards, sometimes to a few brands, sometimes to multi-locations, et cetera. What were these franchisees using, like, if anything, before Connect Team came in the picture? Well, it's a good question. Um, I think one of the interesting things is that we're seeing that a lot of people are coming from different directions. So, for example, one of the recent trends that we've seen, because you have a lot of franchisees, new franchisees, new business owners, that are a little bit more younger in their perception. They really want to run their technological on the business um, on a more uh, digitized way. So if they want to get reports, they want to get it live. They don't want pen and paper. Or if they want to have, let's take some examples, okay? So it, we're working with a, an account called i9, uh, i9 Sports. It's a oh, youth, yeah. youth um, uh, training uh, type of franchisee. And they run all those different training facilities, you know, on different types of sports. And they have this big operation. A lot of those employees are working in shifts. Sometimes you have volunteers and just, you know, setting up the schedules is very, very difficult. And you'll do it, you know, with pen and paper and you'll send it out to the people. But all of a sudden you want to digitize that because you're growing and it's no longer a single location. It might be a couple of locations and they have all those processes in place, right? How you prepare for training. What happens if there's an incident? You want that reporting mechanism in place. So again, you're doing it with a pen and paper, but all of a sudden you can digitize those type of things. A lot of the time we see that multi-unit owners, because they're no longer in a single location where they can be with their entire team, communication becomes extremely important. So all of a sudden you're looking for a better way to communicate with your team. You know, you're trying to deal with email or text messages or phone calls. And at some point it just drives you nuts and you say, oh, there have to be a better way. There have to be a better way. Get on the app. Yeah, get on the app, get your team on the app. Which, by the way, is true also for the franchisor, not just for the franchisee. So a lot of franchisors. Well, I feel are... like franchisors are just like kind of antiquated where you have this um, operation manual that's like a yeah. PDF and it hasn't been really digitized into modules or that communication flow. There's some great like nuggets in that operation manual, but it loses from going franchisor to franchisee, franchisee to general manager, general manager down to the frontline uh, employees like a frontline yeah. employee is not sifting through a hundred plus page PDF. And more than that, you know, a lot of the when you think about we're doing things at scale, and if you want to train someone to do something right, right now it really trickles down, like you said, and you're losing a bit at every step of the way. And you want to be able to get all the way to your frontline employee or all the way to your franchisees if you're the franchisor, and really, you know, having that platform, that mobile app that connects everyone let you bridge that gap. It lets you connect everyone, lets you uh, make everyone feel um, like they belong, like they're proud of the brand, they're a part of it. It lets you share the information in between the different people. Um, so it really ups your game in the sense of how you work in between those different people. Now, when you think about it, you know, a franchisee at the end of the day is an entrepreneur. It's a type of mindset that keeps learning and growing and ask themselves, how can we do it better? How can we, you know, improve on the existing processes? How can we make the machine tick better? In recent years, we're seeing technology taking a bigger part of that um, journey in order to drive that operational excellency that we know that business owners are really looking for. And when you come across a tool that can really help you with those different types of the business, I think that's very, very helpful in terms of changing a little bit the way you're doing things today. So I can clearly see that that you guys help 
improve the communication flow across the organization and even bridging that franchise or a franchisee, depending on, on, on the system and the relationship Connect Team has. Do you have any case studies where franchisees you know, have said, hey, thank you so much, Connect Team. Uh, my sales have gone up 20% year over year for yeah. these reasons? So let me give you a few examples that come to mind. Um, we're working with a big um, home care franchise in the UK. In this case, they're called Caremark. And I'm quoting their CEO. If you were take if you were to take Connect Team away from us, my franchises will be up in arms. It's probably my favorite quote. <laughs> uh, so I, I really think one of the big drivers, specifically in home care, you see that one of the more significant things is turnover of people, oh, yeah. and therefore um, all the induction at the beginning is extremely important. So they were able to get much more referrals by using Connect Team because they were for the first time they were able to work with their team to get more people on board. So you always try to do referrals, but all of a sudden they can send you the videos of them at work and they can, you know, just recommend to friends directly from the app. So recruiting was a very, very big um, piece of it, but also in the sense of um, creating that sense of community and recognition and awareness, um, they created a pre-onboarding experience. So people, even before they joined, they already knew the brand, they knew the vision, they knew the five-year plan. And that resulted in higher retention rates for them. So they were able to really drive the bottom line through that. We have, I mentioned 99 before. So the one of their franchises just won the culture award, the yearly culture award. And that's purely, or I would say mostly due to Connect Team and their activity within Connect Team on how they recognize their team members. They put their front and center. They created a, they really created an employee experience with the app, which was really, really great. And we have... Um, Jenny King working with us recently. That's actually was oh, yeah. from I the think they're the biggest cleaning franchise, at least and, in the US. Uh, so there it was very much on the operational side of things. You know, they want to give their franchises the tools to be able to better track things, better do audits, provide better service for the customer, winning more customers in that way. Um, so for them, it was a very big thing on bringing that tool that will set up franchises for success. It's interesting, you know, when you talk to different franchisors, you see their, their different mindsets. And there are those franchisors out there that, you know, are very oriented. So you always care about new business and you always want to bring new franchisees. But I think you'll see the difference between one franchise to the next when you see how much they invest in their existing franchisees in the sense of resources, technology, enablement, training. Those are the areas where you really see the difference from one franchise or to the next. And with Jenny King, it was very, very, very clear. Our franchisees, our existing franchisees are extremely important to us and we want to bring them the tool to succeed. So we're going to drive that operational excellency that they need. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. Talking to like hundreds of franchisors and just also depends like who owns the business and if it's like private equity back and it's in the growth stage then compared to publicly traded company where quarter over quarter they're tracking new openings yeah. um, or just founder led. So I think the ownership structure does make a big difference in, in franchise systems yeah. as well as just like who the manager is and what kind of legacy they want to leave and what, what they're most excited about. You know, when you look at that landscape of franchising, there's like different personas that you see along the way. And like you said, if it's private equity, if it's privately owned, if it's like that constellation affects a lot, but also the different personas that you see involved. So 
I could be a business owner for 35 years and then decide go, that I go into franchising. And the reason I'm going for the franchise route is because I really want to scale. I want someone to help me do it, right? As opposed to someone that opens a new business and want to reduce the risk for the first time. So when I go and I go through that FDD process and I do all those different things, it, because I want to, I, I understand that if I want to scale better, franchising is probably one of those best routes. And then my fundamentals change a little bit and you can see it. You can see it with business owners. They're very used to thinking about their own business until they understand that enablement factor for third parties that just joined them, which are actually part of their franchisee, there's that period of time. The importance of training um, for their um, franchisees, but not only the franchisees, also their teams. Um, the enablement that you can bring in terms of the marketing campaigns, the ability to do the onboarding for new employees, that is extremely important. So all those things that are enablers for the existing franchisees, you know, we have a saying in home, it's always easier to leverage the existing as opposed to building the new. Always. And it's true with franchisees as well. You have your it's own cheaper. It's cheaper. It makes business cheaper. sense and you know, you know what you're getting into. Yeah. It's more controllable, it's quicker, um, it's cheaper, and it makes a lot of sense also for your existing customer base and for, for everyone else. And when you're a franchisor, it's the same for you. You have your existing franchisees, and if you help them do 1% better, you scale your business significantly. So obviously bringing new business is important, but I think also enabling a lot the existing businesses is, is very, very important. And then the ability to drive operational efficiency, the ability to drive those enablement, the ability to communicate with your team and understand what's important for them and how you help them, you know, do those different things. Um, so all those things are really big drivers of change. And I think technology is playing a bigger and bigger part in those areas. We've seen it with the folks that we're working with. We had, um, I forgot their name. It's a small franchise. They're just, they're a business that just went franchising right now. I'll try to pick them up later. So what they've done, and is super exciting in my mind, because we are seeing more and more folks are doing it. They've built their own business model internally for their business based on connecting. So think about it, everything from onboarding of an employee to how you do scheduling, to how you do time tracking, to what reports look like, all the different templates. And they come to a new franchisee and they tell them, this is for you. This is an operating manual of everything you need. It's already built in there. Here is the technology. Here is everything you need. Now you can go and build your business. Think how much easier it is for me to do this. Well, like the modus operandi of these franchisors has been like, here's the operation manual, like this 200 page document, like go build your business. <laughs> and it doesn't have any practical application. Like what percent of that are they going to really take out of 20, 30%? They're not using that daily. The, the franchisees are not using that daily. It's not alive. No, a hundred percent. And, um, you know, when, when you're running your business for, so we talked about the mindset of someone that goes and build their own business, right? They're, they build their own business and now they go franchising. On the other hand, you have that entrepreneur that wants to build their business, but they're choosing the franchise route because they want to do it quicker. They want to reduce the risk. They want that backing that will help them get things off the ground. And then, you know, everything you can rely on is important and everything the franchisor provides you is extremely important. I think, you know, numbers always play a significant role in choosing the brand. I think in the past, relationships had more meaning than they do today in that sense of, will I choose brand A or brand B? 
But I think today, um, also the ability to enable me is extreme. It, it became more important, right? It doesn't matter if it's the training, if it's the tools, if it's the marketing, because that's what's going to set me up for success. Time to make money, like time to break even and like actual, actually make like a livable wage. So important where you have some franchises where one to two months you break even and other ones for different factors, it's, it's way over a year, 18 months. Yeah. And, and usually, you know, if it's 18 months, then it's usually a bigger investment and that's why it takes a little bit longer and the upside might be a little bit longer. Maybe a big physical build out. Yeah. But at the same franchise, you know, the time to money could differ a lot from one franchisee to the next. For sure. And you, you're seeing it. You see, you know, if I were running a franchise, which I might do one of those days, um, I think one of the main KPIs that I will have is what's my average time to money per new franchisee yeah. and how do I drive it down, right? And <laughs> the more I drive that period down, the more I'm doing a better job. Yeah, and they're going to spend a lot less money on, on advertising because they're going to get a lot more referrals from existing franchisees and word of mouth marketing is the most uh, effective across most industries, I should say. Mm -hmm. One thing that resonated with me um, going back is just these um, these remote kind of franchises where home care, like how often is everyone coming together? So it's like, if it's not connect team acting as a conduit for building that culture, communication, employee of the month, all, the, all those things, like, I don't know, like it's probably not gonna happen and people aren't gonna feel as, as part of this greater calling, which goes in line with, with home care, but if you're not meeting in person and physically, or you don't have a mode, like, I think it's, and I see that with 30 plus employees, like distributed uh, across the world, it's really tough. It's very, very tough. Uh, Homecare specifically, what you'll usually see is like an annual event that they're hosting, which usually be more for the senior people in the organization. But that challenge also exists in a lot of other places. Think about all the home services industry, right? When you have all those reps on the field going to different places. And even if you're location-based, as soon as you have two or three locations, many times there's very little connection between those different locations, which uh, makes it very, very difficult to, to build a culture. But I think for businesses, it will always be operations first, and you see it with the small businesses. So small businesses would always start with the core. You know, how do I run my day-to-day -day operation in a more efficient way? How do I reduce the time spent on running my team? And I expend the time spent, you know, serving my customers, bringing new business, etc. And the more you grow, the more you face new challenges. You know, hiring your first significant managers, opening the second location where you're kind of scaling that up building the training infrastructure, which so far worked really, really well for you because you were training all the people. You were there all the time on the job to correct them if something was wrong. Building those mechanisms in place to ensure quality because all of a sudden you have a bigger team and you need to know what's going on. It's not one layer, but it's two or three layers. So the more your business grows, the more you're successful in franchising, the more you need to reinvent yourself and the way you operate. And it would always start with the operational piece which would go hand in hand a little bit with the training piece and the communication piece will become much more important as you start scaling. Now on the communication side, we have two aspects. There is the operational communication, which is important from day one, right? Someone didn't show up for the shift. What am I doing now? I need to find a replacement. 
But as you grow, also that sense of belonging, sense of connection, something that is very easy to generate when we're all in the same location becomes a bigger challenge. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's where, you know, the, the employee experience, the communication experience, the recognition experience becomes extremely more significant. We had um, a UPS store, they call it MCO, so multi-center owner. I think they owned Josh Morris, if I'm not mistaken. They own like six different locations. And one of their team members gave me an amazing example. There was some kind, there was a case of fraud, you know, where people were yeah. buying stamps with like fake credit cards. Before they use connecting, they needed to, you know, send text messages and get confirmation from everyone, which would take a while until people. And they told us, you know, we were able, that's the, the point where we were really like, okay, we got the right platform. We, we just sent it out and we got the confirmation from everyone within like five minutes. And that <laughs> changed everything for us. It doesn't like screw the whole day where yeah. everyone's trying to put and out the There are a lot of questions and... on what is this and what is that. And here you have all the, so... No, that's a good problem to have because you have six different locations. You're trying to close the loop with all of them. So, you know, it, it's a little bit down the funnel. But I think it's really about understanding how every part of the machine works a little bit better because you live in the economy of scale. And it doesn't matter if it's scale of two locations, three locations, 10 locations. It's always the economy of scale. How do I take every part of that chain and make it a little bit better? How about leveraging communication to basically create a better culture where employees are happier and, and stay longer. So I think you hit it right on the head, especially in the franchising world, turnover is very significant. Now there are some places like healthcare wing can go to 60% a year, meaning every year more than half of your team goes away and could be places where, you know, like fitness when would be more around the 40% um, per year, which is still significant numbers. And at the end of the day, every employee that leaves means more hours for hiring, more costs on hiring, more time for training, lesser customer service, um, so reduced productivity. And, you know, the generation today is not the generation from yesterday. You're not going to find a lot of people in franchising. They're going to stay a couple of decades within the same company. So it's really about creating development opportunities, making people feel special, making them feel proud. And that goes a long way in terms of, you know, your values, your culture, your ability to recognize talent and create the opportunity for them. So, you know, in, in my world, that means that you're um, celebrating successes altogether. It means that you're sharing things between um, different type of teams that have done different things. You're able to recognize people and not in the shape of a printed page saying employee of the month, but in a real 2023 type of interaction where you post it and people comment and like and react and they can feel it. Um, so I think culture is a very big thing, both on the soft side of it, of me wanting to be a part of the company, but also on the demanding side of it, of, you know, it's a culture of excellence. We're working hard. We're hardworking people in franchising. No, no matter what you'll say, always hardworking people. We appreciate that extra mile. We appreciate people that in spite of the hard work can, you know, be there for the team, be there for the customer, do that extra shift. Those are things that are meaningful and that they drive the bottom line at the end. So driving that type of culture is difficult to do from afar and is difficult to do at scale. And if we're building the right foundations from the beginning, through our training, through our managers, in this case, also through our platforms and habits, 
uh, in the right manner, then we're getting much better results down the line and we're able to scale without things breaking, which is important. So you've had so many franchisee clients, franchisor clients, and um, one big area of debate is like how much a franchisee should like uh, adapt to the local market conditions. And you've seen that across cities, states, and countries. Yeah. Um, do you see any best practices in terms of adapting for the franchisees to adapt to the local market conditions and take that playbook from the franchisor, but set their own culture and, and, and kind of set their, their own standard of doing business in that market? So I think a franchisee is a reflection of the owner and the senior leadership of that franchisee. And that will always be the case. You'll always have flavors. And that's very, very important because that's exactly your way to adapt to the local markets. So if I'm a franchisee and I'm going to open in a new market, and the market could also be a new neighborhood for that matter, I want someone that understands that place. I want someone that understands that location. I want them to, to reflect that in how we do things. And there will always be a balance between standardization and control and quality. And I would call it kind of um, independent spirit or the room to, to adapt. For example, what we try to allow, so, you know, you talk to a franchisor, they have 200 locations. Um, in some cases, you know, working different models. So in some cases, the franchisees will buy it for themselves. In other cases, franchisor would buy it uh, for the entire franchise if, you think, if they think it's relevant. But in either of those cases, you'll always have autonomy for the end franchisee to decide what they want to do and how they want to do it in terms of how they're communicating, in terms of how they're building their operations. So you'll have the templates and you'll have the guidelines and you'll have the resources that everyone needs. Like you said before, I think we started the conversation in a digitized way, in a very modern way that is easy to access. But then I, as the franchisee, and even as a unit manager, not just necessarily as the franchisee, I have that room to do things in my own way. And I think what we're seeing there that works really, really nice is that every unit owner or every region are doing something better than others in the sense that you can learn from there and then you can potentially bring it to other places yeah, as well. Roll it, out. It, it sounds very natural and intuitive, but in today's world, it's very difficult to do. You're not even aware of Communication. Yeah. Sharing of knowledge. And, you know, we're trying to do all those things. We're trying to do the webinars, the quarterly conversations, the meetings, the uh, email lists, but... At the end of the day, it's the ability to do it in real life. Think that you have a group with all your um, regional managers. You have a group with all your franchise managers from a specific region. You have a group for all your training people um, all together. So this really creates the conversation that helps those things get off the ground. I imagine it becomes easier for that those multi-unit franchisees to empower their employees because they don't have to be all on top of them. There's an easy way. There's an easy line of communication that could be one-on-one -on -one or in the group. So some young talent might not be fully ready to be a general manager, but they're just one ping away. And there's a great system that the owner or one of the senior executives on the franchisee level can be kind of coaching from afar that, that younger employee. I think what you're touching on right now is actually something extremely interesting. You know, there's a lot of talent within our network of already existing employees, and it's very hard to recognize. If you look at how Marriott, the hotel chain, does things, I think they have an amazing system. How do they do it? 
so they have like a performance system on a regular basis where they document those different things and they can create opportunities directly for the frontline employees. So you don't necessarily need to go through the chain of command, but you understand. And then, you know, okay, I have a general manager. I'm talking to that regional persona and I understand who can be um, a good potential. And I'm not saying that, you know, that should be the case with every um, franchise, but I think the mindset of having a holistic picture of my team, even as a franchisee, right? I, I run three, four different units. Maybe I run later 10 or 15, especially when I'm starting to grow. Finding that talent is difficult. And if you build a system, you know, of reviews, of um, different types of questionnaires, of um, colleagues' reviews, then you can really recognize that potential. And sometimes you're trying to hire from the outside when you have the results in-house. You know, as well as I do, how much more important it is or how much more useful it is to have someone that grew within the company or been with the company for a while um, because they know everything much better. They already know the customers. They know many of the roles. So they're much better suited to do that next step. But it's difficult. It's difficult to achieve. It's difficult to build. But I think, you know, that when you understand that your ability to grow is dependent on those strong managers, regional managers, supervisors, those excelling individuals that really want to strive high, then investing in finding in identifying them and nurturing them, I think that goes a long way for the business. Yuval, I want to be mindful of your time. We've gone through a lot on the, on the communication side and essentially how franchisees can increase the bottom line and, and franchisors too with increase in royalties if the franchisees scaling up their, their operations. What is the best way for a franchisor executive? We have a lot of executives that are listening in, um, a current franchisee to connect with a, a member from the Connect team to, to see if your app could be integrated into their workflow. Um, so first they can head to our website, connecting.com and just either click the chat functionality, reach out to us or just sign up and try the product. It comes with a two weeks free trial. By the way, for franchises with less than 10 people, the product is 100% free. No small letters, everything we have. I didn't want to say that because I didn't know if it, I didn't know if it changed, but that, no, that really it, caught my attention when, I, when I first connected with you guys a few months back. No, it didn't change. It's not going to change. We call it the small business plan. Um, the idea there is that for entrepreneurs at the beginning of their way, we want to give them the tools to succeed because we understand that the people that succeed grow. Um, yes. <laughs> So we're bringing all those different things that we can do under one roof, and that's not going to change anytime soon. So one way is to head to the website, the chat, or the sign up. Um, you're also welcome to reach out to me. So that would be uvaletconnecting.com, and I'll be happy to connect you with the relevant individuals. And yeah, I think those are the main ways to get in touch. Very cool. Well, Yuval, thanks so much for joining today. I appreciate it. Um, I learned a lot and kind of some things I, we're going to need to revisit as we um, think about culture and communication across our firm and definitely some food for thought for yeah. hopefully everyone that listened today. Thank you for the time, Patrick. And, you know, I'm, I've been listening in on a few episodes now and I think it's extremely interesting and it's, it's mind-blowing to see how many opportunities and how many things are evolving in this business. I think we're... In the next five years, we're going to see the franchising world continue to strive and adopt as the market changes. So thank you so much for having me and have a great day. No, of course. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast episode. You can leave us a review if you enjoyed the podcast episode. If you hated the podcast episode, let us know what you thought 
as well as what future episodes you'd like to hear. Feel free to also drop me a line at patrick at vettedbiz.com and subscribe please to our YouTube channel, Business and Franchise Opportunities by Vetted Biz. This has been Franchise Findings Podcast. Thanks for listening.